Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Welcome to Wrestling Around this week. We. I've got a wrestling around first on the show for you this week. But before we get into what is the wrestling around first, it is the tones of Terry Peters. Ross is in trouble. That's all I'll say on that matter. Yeah, he's, dog, yes. he's very much in trouble. And there is the, the tones of Lou Markham. Lou, how are we doing this week? I'm, I'm very good. I really enjoyed uh, Turning Point 2004, Terry. It was a really good pay-per-view. Good. I'm glad, en- I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed it. It's not often we do TNA. We'll get, again, you can probably see what's gone on, but we'll get to it in a minute. And we are also joined by Aaron Franklin. Aaron, how are we doing this week? I'm very well, thanks, Terry. How are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've, I've, I've dropped a, I've dropped a bollock, to say the least. Well, I've dropped got a bollock. So you've dropped your only bollock. Well, there we go. Then I'm now testicleless. Um, so, well, the, as you can see, we are doing turning point of four. However, I didn't do turning point of four. I watched half. Of resolution, final resolution, two thousand and five. So, I'm presenting the show this week with the card in front of me, having not watched this show. So, all the insight is from Lou and Aaron this week. Ross, we don't know if he's even watched it, but so this is a wrestling round first. We've got somebody. It's finally happened after what eighty five shows. This is, this is episode eighty five. Eighty five shows. That we have watched the wrong. Well, I said we. I have watched the wrong thing. Well, at least you've watched something this week, Terry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that true. Good. That's true. I did watch something this week. So, well, and... well, maybe you can just give us the opinion of, of your your matches, and we'll just do two, we'll do a wrestling round first. We'll, well do two in, shows in one. Interestingly, the first two of the first combatants in the first one. We may as well just jump into it before we get. We may as well just jump into it. But first of all. It was in the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida, on the fifth of December, two thousand and four, with an attendance of just seven hundred people, which is small for a pay per view. But the Impact Zone was just the same on it week in week out. So yeah, it felt bigger. It felt bigger. It feels. It, it looked big, didn't it? Yeah. If you consider That's what like, she said. Um, hey, if you consider <laughs> NXT is in a similar setup. Well, that, I was going to say when you look at what original NXT was like, where it was all at full sale. I guess it's kind of that vibe, isn't it? Where yeah. everything was at the, the impact zone. Were we on the six-sided ring still at this point? Or had we? We show sure yes, we right excellent. Yeah. Thoughts on the six-sided ring? Just before we get into it, I hate it. Oh, Aaron, I don't mind it. I actually don't mind it. Either. I think it I think just it, looks too small. It's it do- like a 
Kiddy playpen, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Rinky dink, kiddy playpen. I love it. Hulk Hogan. The one thing I will say is when you're whipping somebody into the ropes and then you bounce off one rope, you don't really know which way it's going to go. So I do think camera work is a little bit shoddy on that front. That's the only will, the only thing I will say about yeah, it. It just looks it just looks different for the sake of being different. Do you know what I mean? Like another guy from Mexico, aren't he? Yeah, but, I guess so. Yeah, I think I love Roger. I hate it. But apparently it was, it was harder to, to land on as well. Oh, really? But, yeah. So AJ Styles said, said it was just impossible to land on you. Well, well, I don't know why. I don't know how that... There must be some sort of physics thing that makes it... I guess... I, re, I imagine the ropes are smaller on each side. Yes, yeah, so I guess which, you've got to support more underneath, haven't yeah. you? But, yeah. I guess the ropes are quite... And I, I guess the surface is probably smaller than the ring as well, so... But yeah, so we are in the Tim pa- the Tim Pat zone, the Impact zone, <laughs> Tim Pot zone, the, the Tim Pot zone, yeah. and the tagline for the pay per view was "Destiny Awaits." And the, the the poster has got a nice picture of Monty Brown on it. There we go. Do we remember him from his WWE WWE ECW days? Marcus Carvon. Yeah, so, sure do. I thought so. yeah. I actually didn't mind him in WWE. Yeah, he just I can't happened just left randomly, didn't he? He was like, there for sort of a, he was there for sort of a year when he didn't really get. A, chance which was a yeah, shame because I, I thought it was to... something that happened in his personal life which meant he just left he just yeah. quit wrestling I, I liked him I thought he was good and I liked the pounce as well which I'm sure you two have watched so I, I, I haven't it's a hell of a move a hell of a hell of a show hell of a show right so we are going to get into it then so the first match is very similar oh. to final oh, no, resolution oh, we need to oh. go for the we need to go through the video package first. oh sorry sorry because I've not watched this <laughs> Hit me with the video package. Well, I, I think I might have a different opinion to me, but for me, this was the worst opening video package to a pay-per-view of all time. So it was Macho Man, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles taking the show, the, the match really seriously, showing how much they love wrestling. But he was interspersed with clips of, and I'm not even making this up just because you think I'm taking a piss because you haven't seen the show. Jeff fucking Jarrett. Oh, no. Uh, Kevin right. Nash. Scott Hall. Dressed as fucking Elvis. Yes, yes, right. Final Resolution 05, or whatever it's called. Scott Hall comes out as Elvis and gets frisked by Roddy Roddy Piper. And the the opening thing, the opening thing that you see is a fucking Jeff Jarrett promo. I I can see how you got these two pay-per-views confused, to be honest. Well, I think they're about a month apart as well, aren't they? So, yeah. It all sort of interlinked. Oh, of course, yeah. It's Final Resolution's in January, isn't it? Resolution, it makes sense. Yeah, they're advertising so, it on the show. Yeah, so it it sounds very similar that Jeff Jarrett is putting his dirty pop booking paw prints all over. Yeah, it, so. all dressed as Elvis. It just went. It seemed like it went on for like five minutes. Yeah, this thing did, and then where I got to, Kevin Nash sort of breaks away a little bit. I don't know what he's like here, but yeah, it's. It, I, it's I know why. I don't like Jeff Jarrett. Didn't like him in TNA when I watched it in about 07, 08. Thought he was garbage then. Always wanted him to lose. And he was a six-time NWA champion. Six-time. I was going to put my two pence in here. I'd, 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 I'd have a very different opinion. Um, I actually don't. I, my exact words are, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Good. Um, and I put the pay-per-views in Florida. Yeah, we're getting all these Las Vegas references. Obviously, I understand that the kings of wrestling, and that's kind of where it's come from. But why yeah. Elvis? Why did like the three wives? Because everything was in Florida as well, wasn't it? It doesn't. Yeah, that's right. It's in this, it was a December pay per view. Just go on, three wise men. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not even that. It's just even the impact zone. Everything was held in Florida. So why pick as Aaron says Elvis? Where where does that come from as a as a thing? No, I didn't really. I. Which one of them was Vinny Vegas? Was that 
Was that Kevin Nash? That's a stretch, isn't it? Sure, I mean, Nash was in oh, Vegas at one point. Some some fun fun trivia for you. Um, they wanted to be like the new NWO. Um, that doesn't surprise me. But Vince obviously owned all the rights to NWO and the Outsiders, so they couldn't use e- either of those na- either of those names. Because later on, Road Dog. This is a few years down the line, but Road Dog and Billy Gunn become VKM Voodoo Kim Mafia, which is also Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm-hmm. So that's another dig. And in the pay per view I watched, they actually mentioned WWF and oh, WCW. It gets, better. <laughs> it gets better in this. But obviously, man. I'm excited for you two to tell me. <laughs> oh my God. Are we ready for the first match then? Let's go for it. I've got right. I've got some thoughts about the Kings of Wrestling and Jeff Jarrett, but so, we'll wait till that match. So, very similar to what I watched, we have BG well, James and Ron no, Killings. Stop, 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 stop. I, 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 I'm sorry to stop you yet again. Um, but we have Mike Tanier and Don West on commentary. Is Don West wearing a shiny shirt? Yes. Sure is. Yes. Is it a black shiny satin shirt? Yes. Yes, he's wearing the same thing next month. Get it um, washed, Don West. Obviously, we have the promo. Cuts to Mike Tanier and Don West on... Um, commentary and then they say oh yeah um someone's arriving in a limo Who jeff gets jarrett out? no roddy roddy no randy savage no yeah you're never gonna guess it mate because it's it's brilliant well then <laughs> out out of the limo gets vincent kennedy McMahon. and i'll leave it at that cut into the first match right so we, we have bg james and ron killings versus bobby Roode and eric young who are probably team canada at this point i guess still yes because they were the nip month after and we, it goes for eight and a half minutes for the NWA tag titles on the line. Don't know who were the champions going into it. I assume Team Canada? No, three. three oh, right. Three. Right, okay, that's weird then, because in the month after, they're not against Team Canada at all. Um, Big Dave gives it two and a quarter. Yeah. What are we thinking? Um, I'm going to keep. I'm going to call him Roadhog, just because... Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, I, do they do the weird... New Age Outlaws style stick at the start yes. of this, yeah, yes, doesn't sit love well. It. Just, I love it. No, I'm, I'm fine with them doing it as New Age Outlaws, but I just think, I mean, I kind of get why they do it because obviously it's kind of like WCW in it. They're, they're going to do the thing that's got them over because that's what people are going to recognise them for. But mm, don't sit too well with me on this one. I thought Rodog and Truth are brilliant together. Mm. Well, they were together in WF, weren't they? Yeah, I didn't realise that was early, quick, um, wasn't it? How early K-Quick was in there, yeah, because 2004. It, it must have been in there. Is it the tail end of the Attitude Era? Yeah, he was in there. Was it 99, I think, 2000? Chuck Hale's in that early. Might, have been, might be a little bit after that. Let's have a look. Let me have a look. He was in it 99 to 2002. Bloody hell. So he signed a development call contract in 99 he made his official debut on the 13th of november on rory's war where he attacked really regal in a match in 999 in 2000 2000 Jeez, 2000 so. he fully debuted he's still on the go now he's i'm sure he's a vampire would you be watching this um this wrestling match we say i'm thinking jesus christ this guy's gonna be like one of the greatest champions of all time, holding one of probably the most titles mm-hmm. of anyone. It's a question. No, you yeah. wouldn't, would you? How many times did he have the title? Is it 47? <laughs> 48? The 24 7, let's have a look. It'll be. Prestigious what? champion. Prestigious. Uh, this this guy's aged less than Paul Rudd. He, yeah, gen- <laughs> that's a great show. Um, it is mad how much he just looks the same. 
We'll pause like, there, actually, because they're both like pretty much both. the same. Yeah. What we what we saying then for the most reigns with the twenty four seven title? I reckon it's like forty eight in it that he's got. Forty eight. We're going higher or lower? Um, higher. What were what you saying? Fifty one. Close. It. He's down here twice. Fifty two. But then there's a there's a fifty two with fifty three brackets. Don't really know why, but we'll go with fifty two. So he lost it in the same. Lost it and gained it in the same night, maybe. No. Oh no! Is he because he lost it in an advert, didn't he? To Boogs. Place in the backstage. I've got no idea. Yeah, there was one where. Oh, it doesn't reflect the title change where he lost it to Tazawa. It it was shown on the YouTube channel. There was one where he lost it, like to 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 booze in a All Spice commercial. Yes, that was great. But yeah, so it's fifty-two times. So there we go. The hell, fifty-two times. But ridiculously, he's not the longest reigning champion. He's Reginald, isn't it? It's it only is for Reginald. Ages. It is Reginald. Yeah. What do we see? The obviously we've seen Bobby Roode and Eric Young both in WWE now. Do we see any potential in these two at this pay per view? When I watched TNA back in the day, never liked Eric Young. Thought Bobby Roode was great. This is a very young Bobby Roode, though. Yeah, he didn't look anything like he's got. Has he got Bobby long Roode. curly hair? Mm-hmm. He had, yeah, sort of like shoulder length, but he had like a like a soul patch kind of thing kicking off. Outstanding. It was a bit bigger than a soul patch. I don't know what you call it. Like a goatee, but the, a, a, blob, the bottom, of, a blob of Marmite. Only the bottom part of the goatee and then not the, the moustache. But the moustache was there. It was like... Was it crooked? I mean, Aaron's more of a facial hair aficionado than me. I just, I just go for the full beard. But it was kind of like... It was like a, a, a big soul patch, but it was on top of a beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he it's only like, joined. He only joined the company in 2004. Did Bobby Roode as well when he joined from WWE? I think. Well, various de- developmental deals. Yeah. Um, but he, he he appeared between numerous times between 2001 and 2004 um, on sort of jacked metal Sunday Night Heat and Velocity. But yeah, he only joined TNA in 2004. Did Bobby Roode? He was one of my favorites in TNA. I liked that. him in TNA. I started watching around 2006, probably up until about 2010. What was Chris? When was Christian Cage there? Was that us seven ish? Later than that. Was it? I might be might have been a little bit before that then, but I remember thinking he was great back in the day. I got really excited when he was coming across WWE, and then they've just not used him. It's weird. It's really. I mean, I'm sure you covered it in the news video, but it's very, very weird what they've done with him. I think he's still brilliant, even at the age of 45. Eric Young's another one though, isn't he? That fell into that same category. But like I say, in TNA, I didn't didn't really like him. Did not like him. Oh, he had that weird character, didn't he, for a bit? Do you remember when he was like scared of his own pyro and that? that was yeah, all... and then it, then he was yeah. a, was he a superhero as well? I think. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they copied the Daniel Bryan thing, didn't he, like a month after <laughs> about him champion. Yeah, and then it, but he looks very different now as well, doesn't he, from yeah. what he does back then? Because I remember when they, when he first came to WWE, and I lot saw him. Like, I don't, I didn't remember him with any tattoos or anything. Yeah, like an old grizzled fisherman. Yeah, I mean, he only joined the company as well in two thousand and four. But, but they were like. They were your guys, weren't they? They were the they were like, guys, weren't they? They were the AJ Styles. And Christopher Daniels and yeah. Kazarian, they were like the five. Weren't? And some old Joe to an extent as well. Yeah. So they, they, they were sort of the six, weren't they? So we, we've seen Big Dave give it two and a quarter. The the one we all want to know about, Franklin Star. What were we giving the Franklin Stein rating? Um, two and a half. Yeah, and I put enough. Boo, Team Canada win. Three live crew got screwed. Yeah, weird it's, for that in an opening match, isn't it? 
Was Scott the heels Di- Was Scott Diamore there? Oh, was he there? Oh. He was all over this fucking show. He was on here more than Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh my god! Don't you think Scott Do you know how they could call him the coach? Right, he don't look like a coach because he looks he looks like a non CPE teacher. <laughs> he did. They no, did that to him. Genuinely, like. did like yeah. In what sport do you you see like a fat coach and you think yeah he looks like a coach? I'm just Don't trying to work out. I'm just trying to work out what he's doing now. You look more he's like a cl- general manager. He's a is he's the EVP of Impact Wrestling now? Oh, is he still there? Is he one yeah, of those? Yeah, yeah. Still, he's still there. yeah. And was K Dog with Three Live Crew? Lucy no, Lucy. but he tends to play. Was he there? But he tends to play later on. Yeah, it says, it says on the Wikipedia one he's yeah. with Conan. So, but uh, I don't think he did a lot if he was there. Right. Uh, he, um, he just shows up on a video package, which we'll yeah. get onto later. He didn't call anyone any fruit. Related items, any plant. There's no strawberry or gooseberry or anything. Yeah, right. Banana, banana hammock. Do we have anything in between the matches? Yes. So we have uh, an interview. Shane Douglas interviewing Dusty Rhodes. Oh God. Uh, and Shane Douglas just looks confused. <laughs> he looks very much the same in a month's time as well. Like, is it? Is it? Uh, it's weird that he's just a random backstage interview, isn't it? Because it just looked like he was just fucking Michael Cole or someone, didn't he? Like, it took me a while to realize it was Shane Douglas. I've never really liked Shane Douglas. Never really liked him. Never, never got him. If you don't like him now, you you will definitely not like him further on in the video package at the end of the show. I will say that much. Right. But... Okay. Anything of note other than this, other than uh, the confusion? Dusty Rhodes calls the internet a crazy machine. I mean, he's and, not wrong. And then they're talking about a tape or something. So there's um a tape that they they're saying that Vince doesn't want TNA to show. That's basically the the storyline throughout the pay per view. Yeah. Do we find out what the tape is? <laughs> sort of. Right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it. Are we, are we good to move on to the next match? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Right. So next up, we've got a six-man tag team match. We've got Sonny Sayake, Hector Garza, obviously. Will it Angel's Angel dad. Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Uh, Sanjay Dutt against Kid Cash, Michael Shane, who is Shawn Michaels' cousin. That's is it? Yep, Shawn Michaels' cousin. Ah. And Kazarian with Tracy Brooks. What 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 were we thinking of the match? I thought what? Michael Shane was going to be Alex Shane at first. I was like, oh, he's done all right for himself. He's he? called Matt Bentley, uh, but yeah, he was yeah. he's Shawn Michaels' cousin. What a match! Yes, was, it was. This was probably contender for match of the night for me. There's just a lot of action, wasn't there? It, it was what it was an X division match, really. I know Hector Garza is a bit older than that, but it was. Do we think the the X division is better than the cruiserweight division? Yes, because it's different. Right? Yes, I'm this, glad you said that. I really like the X division. The WWE Cruiserweight division on Raw was like a few years ago. Everyone was dead excited about it. It was the shittest thing ever because they were all just re- they were just smaller blokes wrestling. I found the X division was sort of like an intercontinental like level of wrestler, world champ yeah. level of wrestler, but could do all the cool stuff like that people would expect everyone to do now. Sort of back back then when it yeah. wasn't cool. I guess nowadays for me, it doesn't I think it's great because it? you've got people like. No, Seth Rollins doing cruiserweight style matches, even though he's like exactly. Far, like, yeah. But back then, like WCW had its cruiserweight division, TNA had the X division. It's quite revolutionary for its time, really. It sort of, it sort of progressed the cruiserweight division onto that next stage where, and it made a lot of guys' careers as well. When you think about who you've got in there, Sanjay Dutt to an extent again did really, really well in TNA in the X division. Daniels Kazarian. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, he was always around there. Yes, he's a bigger guy, but he was always very good in those type of matches that I saw. Yeah, it was good that because when Hogan got there, they put a whale in it, didn't they? 
but I, I don't know. I yeah, didn't, I didn't, I it was like two twenty five at some point, but I thought it was good without it because you could just throw some more Joe in there every yeah. now and again. I think was it around Kurt Angle's time when he started making it more just like a secondary title, but when it was yes. sort of completely different. Because it, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, I know it's technically, I know Bischoff used to say, oh, what makes it different? It's just a match style, which he's technically in KFAB can't control. But who cares? You expected a mental match every time you saw it. I was going to say that was the thing. I think you, you, got you, you expected high spots and just something that was different to the norm, weren't, didn't you? Whereas, like I said, WWE at that point weren't really progressing and highlighting that sort of style of wrestling and still don't really to an extent because, yes, you get all the flippy stuff, but you get it in every match. Now, you don't get something that's so high impact where, for example, the, the pay-per-view that I, that I watched in the month's time <laughs> has an, has the X rope on the top and you see people like climbing on that and stuff and then like yeah. jumping off it. It's just mad. Just absolutely mad. Oh, those Ultimate X matches were good. Do you know what? Yeah, Terry, Ultimate X in, in a few weeks' time, we'll we'll do Final Resolution 2005 for you. Thank you. Thank I don't you. want to feel like you've wasted your time. <laughs> do you know what? I enjoyed a bit of something a bit different. I enjoyed something a bit different. Uh, Big Dave gave this three and a quarter. Are we, That's a bit harsh. What, what are we saying, Aaron? Um, some of the moves in this match were just insane. And uh, that's, si- that's what we were alluding to, isn't it? Like you say, you... Yeah, like Siaki and Gaza do a couple of double-team moves, like much, jumping off each other. Much of Sonny Siaki, to be honest. No, I don't. Um, I remember Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay um, Dutt works for WWE now, doesn't it? I mean, there's, he's a, a, li- he's a, a producer list- now. Yeah, there's a list of people I always thought should have gone to WWE a lot earlier if the than they should have done if they never even made it there. Sanjay Dutt was one I would have liked to have seen as an in-ring talent. Daniels, Kazarian, yeah. I would have liked to have seen AJ gone earlier. And Joe, would have liked to have seen all of them because I thought they put on such good stuff in the, in this this company. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, Sanjay Dutt was a weird one. There's a, there's a lot of them a... who sign as producers quite young, isn't they? He's only young, isn't he? But in I fact, think... like a lot of the TNA guys that we're talking about here are, are now or have been in WWE doing I mean, different Sanjay, backstage Sanjay... roles. Sanjay Dutt's 39. Yeah, he's still there's, there's nothing new. As the old Sorry. cliche on this show goes, Bobby Lash is 49. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's Sorry. Like my, my one fact that I'm going to stick to forever now, but it's just... Oh, apparently just with, age is just a number. Oh, apparently he's with All Elite now. Oh, is he, oh he did leave, didn't he? He yeah, left he on just, the 29th of June and went to AEW Yeah, on the he 30th. just handed his notice and it went, didn't he? Yeah. yeah it it wasn't dues. even a release. It was just a... Just, he just, just decided to move, yeah. Fair dues. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we interrupted your star rating there and what, what were we saying? Um... I said four stars. This was a good match for me. Really, really enjoyed it. It was full of action. Is this your match of the night? Contender. Ooh, ooh we're up there, are we? We're up there. So, 11 minutes. Do we think that was the right time length as well? Went yeah, long. Yeah. Because they'd be knackered when they threw it. Yeah. Like... Well, I didn't know because obviously sometimes six man tags are a bit, bit samey, right. but I guess with the guys you got in there, it's going to be exciting, isn't it, for 11 minutes? I think probably, like, if we watched like, TNA every week, it probably would have been a typical exhibition match. Yeah, yeah. But because we've not seen it, you're like, whoa. When you're watching it, what, 17 years later, near enough, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know what happens next. Have we got any video package uh, commentary? Randy Savage. Backstage? Right, okay. Yeah. Take he's, over. Uh, he's threatening to stop anyone trying to ruin TNA. With <laughs> Scott Hudson as well. Yeah, Scott, WCW legend Scott Hudson's there. Scott Hudson, I'm going to have to Google that one. Oh, wasn't he on the commentary booth, Scott Hudson? Yeah. Sure was. I'd take him over Michael Cole any day of the week. Oh, Michael Cole's all right. Now he's with Pat McAfee. No, I was thinking about right this the other day. I was like, Pat yeah, McAfee. Yes, I know I think, Scott Hudson. Because, you know, I love SmackDown. I think 99% of that is because of Pat McAfee. 
It just makes Ooh. everything sound really exciting. Like, yeah. Ooh. It just goes mental fight, the littlest thing, and it's like you, it makes you go mental. I mean, Don West a bit like that, but not. I like I like Don West actually. He looks like the security guy from ECW yeah. as well. He was like, I love the fact that he's just got no wrestling background. He just he was just like um like a QVC guy on he? he just like a, oh not even like yeah. a sportscaster or anything. No, like he was that. like a tele shopping guy. <laughs> <Brilliant. They're> just, <laughs> That's they just great. loved his. They just loved his like figure for it because he Did used we... to when he got sacked from well not sacked but replaced on commentary. He used to do, like Don West deals or something. <laughs> he was just fucking stuff on TV show. That's brilliant. Yeah. Do we think Tanay and West works wear, as a as a booth? I always quite like them. I always preferred West over Tanay though. I don't think Tanay's a very good play by play guy to be honest. Um, yeah, like he's good, but he all he made it sound cheap. I suppose the thing is when at, at this time you. WWE commentators was it Michael Cole and Taz at this point, or was it Michael Cole and Foley? Uh, this time it'd be Cole and Taz, right? So, and then you've yeah. got obviously King and King and JR. I mean, yeah, it's never going to live up to those two. They've got Scott Hudson backstage. Yeah, why don't they get Scott Hudson on? He's so much better. Did the Scott Hudson. No, did I they think... ever go to a three-man booth impact? I don't. I don't know if they did. Yeah, they had like four. They could. Well, they had the whole Josh Matthews heel turn at one point in there, but um, oh, might still be going for it. Aren't they? Yeah. But no, I think I think Mike Tanay was was all right. He was just a bit cheesy at times. Yeah, he just well, he likes it. He likes to let you know how much he knows about wrestling. Doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, fair dues. So next up, then we've got a man that we've already talked about, Monty Brown. He takes on Abyss again, a guy that I really liked when I watched TNA. But this isn't just a match; it's a Serengeti survival match. Can one of you two please fill us in a what's up? Serengeti. So Serengeti is like the, the desert and that, innit? So obviously you can <laughs> I love pin, that. The pin desert fall. and that. Pin, you can win by pinfall or submission or the classic desert tactic of putting the other guy in thumbtacks. <laughs> right. Words, it was a half up. Right, okay, so it's false count anywhere. Yeah, but is if it... you just put him in the thumbtacks, you won. Right, okay, brilliant. Because Abyss, <laughs> he was always involved in thumbtacks, wasn't he, in TNA? He had a lot of scars on his arm. Mm-hmm. And I think most Abyss matches I watched or promos had him been some sort of thumbtacks yeah. or going through glass or something a bit mad. He looked it's, very foley-ish in this match. Like, he looked like you would think it was a foley match. It's honest. his big scars, in it, on his arms and that. I, again, yeah. he was somebody that I really liked when I watched it back in the day. Um, I thought he was very good. I can understand why WWE didn't do him as a as a on screen talent because to me he'd be very much like too much like Kane with the mask, but then like too yeah, hard for like too, Foley as well. Too he'd be like a rip off of the, yeah. It just yeah, yeah could have brought him on as Joseph Parks because the Joseph Parks character was also brilliant. Yes. They did yes. one time, well, they, didn't they? they, they on SmackDown, yeah. didn't they? They did actually. He was that. like, I thought they were going to start a thing with him in Edge of Styles where he was like his analyst, but they only did it for one week. But I thought it was great. Do, does Abyss have his do, 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 do music here? Yes. Yes, I really like that music as well. And Molly Brown's was a rip-off of a song, but I can't remember what song it was now. I didn't write it down. It was very, oh, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed. It's a very well, obvious rip-off. It's, funny, it's it funny you should say that. On the on the pay-per-view that I watched, there's, uh, I think, what was his name? Let me just have a like, look. I don't know how they've got away with most Eric, of these Eric Watts, his music starts with We Will Rock You by Queen. The <laughs> and then has... Goes into paper cut by Lincoln Park with something else over the top. It's completely mad. Yeah, I don't know how they got away with a lot. No, I just wait till fucking DDP comes out. But... Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't understand how they got away. Uh, Big Dave gives this give gives this give this two and three quarters. Is that Ooh. right? What what we saying, Aaron? Ooh. That's a two and a half. 
was all right match. One brilliant. Yeah. The um, finish was oh. Did, was it a pounce into the tax? No, it was an alpha bomb. But right. he picked, he missed the tax basically, and the back of his head went into them instead of the the save his back. So when they were trying to get the close up of his back, they were only just in his shoulder blades, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But his fucking his head went. Straight, it's good to have had that mask on around his head, to be honest, because otherwise. I don't know what would happened. And that was but, the thing with, with Abyss. He always ended up doing something that just looked horrendous. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just always looked something painful. But again, he was quite the TNA guy for a while. I mean, I think he probably could have gone somewhere else and done more stuff. Yeah. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, Amber. I found the finish really awkward when, when they both had the tags. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. So they both had tags. And then Monty Brown... Just thought, right, I'm just going to pour my tax out. I'm just going to turn around and piss about for no reason. <laughs> so, and then, and then Abyss was there. I went, oh, well, I don't need this tax. So just put him to one side and started wrestling him. I was, was like, what the fuck is this? Like, was Abyss on his own? Someone forgot what to do, basically. It was a really strange ending. Was Abyss on his own here? Or did he have um, James, I can't think of his last name, James James Mitchell? Sinister Minister. Him? Sinister no, Minister. He, was, he was on his own. From he was on his own. Because, yeah. again, he was with him quite a lot, and I thought they worked really well together at points. But, again, Abyss is one of the original ones from actually 2002, which is a bit mad, really. Mm-hmm. Say he was with TNA for 17 years, right up until 2019, plus yeah. all his independent stuff. Because that was the other thing about TNA. People still did. They didn't have just contracts to TNA, did they? They... Like, people used to fly, I don't know if you've used to remember it, in Doncaster. One Pro Wrestling, one yes. PW. They used to come over and do stuff like that, didn't they, as well? The well, TNA that's why guys. when we were talking about TNA guys, it's like Samoa Joe was always a Ring of Honor guy for me, even though it was around the same time. Yeah, because they, I think they were quite close together, Yeah, they? Were, I think there was Ring of Honor side of pay-per-view deal, so TNA pulled all the wrestlers in this thing. But... So, yeah, but they, they, again, they, they were, there was quite a lot of crossover, wasn't there, between the two at this point? So yeah. But would we would we want to see another Serengeti survival match? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, pass. It was just a bit. Well, it was a hardcore match, but they could have just done a normal hardcore match and just had him pin him afterwards. We think it, it was, so. We think it falls count anywhere would have been better. It would have been fine to say that. I guess they were going for a different name, but I don't get it. What I don't get why the Serengeti came from. Maybe just watch the documentary an hour before and gone, that'll do. Serengeti. Some match. Like, if there's a fucking giraffe there or something, that'll be all right. I don't know I've where just, the Serengeti I, is. I've just realised who's coming up next as well. Absolutely outstanding. But before well, we get before we get into that, that was the fourth longest match in the card as well. Yeah, there was no short matches, was there? The so shortest far. match is eight is seven minutes fifty, which is the one yeah. up next. But before we get into that, do we have any <laughs> Oh God, we do. Is it Jeff Jarrett? Oh no, it's uh, it's Vince. Right, Vince uh, fire someone, but then did, the reality didn't work from. Who did he fire? <laughs> I think it was just a random backstage guy. So it's not. But, it's not a so face I will say recognize then, like, You only ever see the back of Vince, obviously. Well, yeah, point. but then the the cam work is so shit at some point. So it's basically just cut the side of his head, and it's obviously fucking not Vince. But, but um, the, the impression's quite good, actually. Whoever's doing it. Yeah. It's, it's also, a very good Vince impression. I've also got Triple H with a towel on his head. Yeah, Triple H is there. I, I thought it was fucking Sabu at first. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> like, when he's he first got a limo. I was like, why is Vince saying it with Sabu? Like, I got where they were going with the Vince parody. I think I Sabu like, did end up in TNA. For yeah, little, oh yeah, definitely ended up in TNA. I point. think a lot of people actually did end up in TNA. There's more than what yeah. you think. 
actually went there. Um, yeah, he was there from which, 2002 to 2006. So he was there at this point. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was Sabu playing. No, I don't think it was Sabu playing Triple H. I guess we'll find yeah. out. It's probably a steal. He normally does this sort of thing. He left in 06, but again, he was apparently part of the X Division. Yeah, yeah, he left to go to the WWE. Yeah, and then was there obviously for a year and then did his thing. He went back in 2010. Were you watching around that time, Aaron? Um, I might have just switched off at that point. Oh, and then he made it, then he came back in 2019 to Impact as well. So outstanding stuff. Just announced his retirement, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Yeah, yeah. He said he's all but done because I think he's. He's a very injured man, which doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the next match, we have Johnny B. Bad <laughs> and Pat Kenny versus Glenn Gilbertelli. Is that Gilbert- Gilberti, Gilberti and Johnny and Johnny Swinger mm. with Jacqueline as the special guest referee? Seven minutes fifty. It's not even the lowest rated match on the card at one and a quarter. Oh, he's generous. Can, we, can, we, can I give you my star rating? And we'll just you move you on quickly certainly, you certainly can. Uh, 0.5, move yeah, on. Yeah, this is the, the worst match of the night, by far. Right, Dave hasn't actually put this as the worst match of the night, so I'm interested to know your thoughts. I know, I know he's put the worst match of the night, and he's got a point to an extent, I think. But <laughs> Just before we move on, because we all know I love Johnny B. Bad's music, was it the, I just want to be bad, or would WWE earning that at this point? Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, oh, it, it was like some sort of like it was a rip off of actual Johnny B. Good, John, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Right. I find it weird as well that he's called Johnny B. Bad and just not Mark Mirror because that's just his actual name. Isn't we didn't it? look anything like Johnny B. Bad. Did he not? No. Uh, he looked more like Mark Mirror. He looked like he, he looked very out of place. It looked like he was just on like a nostalgia style. You know, like if there was like a short like Butlins or something and he just got like some old wrestler, he's still like, all right, what you'll do. Like, and, and that's it looked like that. And then it was weird to see like Disco Inferno was like a serious gimmick as well. Well, Johnny B. Bad was only there for a year. He yeah. Left in January 2005, and he joined in and, 2004. Uh, in fact, Kelly was uh, he Simon debuted, Diamond. He debuted in October of fall, so he was there for like three months before yeah. he left again. Who was uh, Pat Kenny? Was who? Sorry, Simon Diamond. Simon Diamond. And who was Glenn Gilbertelli? He, he was. He was Inferno. Yeah. And Johnny Swinger was... Just Johnny Swinger. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. We'll move swiftly on then. Have, no, we, got we, will. Be- have we got anything in between? <laughs> oh, boy, do we? Is it Jeff Jarrett? So, Well, yeah. And he fucking, with, along with... Um, <laughs> along with the outsiders. Kidnap Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Is that, how, do they ki- how do they kidnap him? Uh, did just... It's just it's just like a bungled thing in it, like backstage. He goes, and then she goes, "What did he get kidnapped?" And then Don who West says like, that? Is it Don West? No, that was that was like today. And Don West goes, right. "Who's going to stop him now?" Styles and Hardy, like <laughs> as if like completely buries them too. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" So you can see where this main event's going already. To be honest, based off this, it sounds very WCWsque. I have to say, who was booking at this point for TNA? Was it Jeff Jarrett? Possibly, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think so. Because I, 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 that's the only thing I don't. It, it felt like know. they were trying to. It felt like they were, Jeff Jarrett was trying to recre, re, re, like create the NWO. But like, yeah, let me be all, please. Yeah, let me be. Like, well, so inter- they're just doing like loads of NWO stuff. But interestingly, with Jeff Jarrett- when you go on TNA's Wikipedia page, the height of popularity is oh four to oh nine. So there you go. Jeff Jarrett was the height of popularity according mm. to Wikipedia. Still a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah can't, can't argue. 
Nah, is he like... one of the worst things to happen to pro wrestling? Quite possibly. Yeah, because yeah. TNA had was such a good opportunity that he kind of spanned, didn't he, really? By booking himself on top of the entire time. Yeah. So, Easy. you see where it is, is it, but it's just a, it's a mark for himself, isn't he? It is a shame. Jeff Jarrett, that's the... I've just learned there was an Ultimate X playset. I bet that was quite a cool toy to have. That would have been cool. That would have yeah. been cool. Well, apparently that's why they love the six-sided ring, because they, they managed to get the toys into Toy Stars. Yeah, I bet, to be fair, and people are going to go, oh, what's this six-sided ring? Exactly. It makes, it, it makes them stand out as well, doesn't it? Yeah. But anyway, back in the six-sided ring, in the impact zone, we have DDP against Raven. You yes, mentioned his music earlier, DDP's. <laughs> What what was going well, on? Well, it's basically you know, like his WCW theme is like smells like Teen Spirit, but backwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've just decided. Oh, do you know what? We'll just we'll just put like one note out of key and just call it call it a day. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So, so obviously, it's WCW tunes. Like, um... I mean, you're the musical one out of the three of us, so I'm excited to hear what you've got to say. It's DDP. Here. Well, it's WCW music. Was um, I don't want to go like. Yeah, something like that. The musical, the musical notes of yeah, it isn't low. It's like yeah, yeah, that's the one. So imagine, like Lou said, smells like Teen Spirit. Smells like Teen Spirit. It is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. It's even got the drum intro. I don't know. I don't know how I've got away with it. He even goes, "It's me. It's me. It's DDP." I guess it's his name, so you like my that one. But generally, like at the next pay per view, they mentioned both WCW and WWF, and you're like, "How on earth did they get away with some of this stuff?" But I would. Well, yeah, I suppose Vince is there, isn't he? But I do wonder if it's because they just knew that WE weren't going to be asked or pay attention to what they've got because WE would have never seen them as competition. Well, there's a strong side at the end. Three years ago. The, the WWE do care slightly or at least stop Ooh. them from doing something. Ooh, sort we'll of. get to that then. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't care about them. What I mean is that they don't see them as a threat. competition. So to mention yeah. their name is probably... WE thinking, well, do you know what? If they're stupid enough to mention our name on their TV show, let them. Yeah. Because... Because really, it's free advertising for WWE, isn't it? Yeah, I think they never mention TNA. Aren't they? they mention them all the time, don't they? Especially they documentaries and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember the first time WWF mentioned it was when Kurt Angle made that joke about uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn when they got fired from SmackDown. Yes. And he was like, oh, Raw's full, but I hear TNA's hiring. It's got big pop for the boys. Big pop I, think, I think the thing is, now everyone knows about it, whereas back here, the internet wasn't the place that it is today. Not everything was readily available either, was it? So to mention TNA to WE, everyone would have then gone, well, what, what's the TNA? I don't understand what you're on mm-hmm. about. Whereas WE, like, well, if they want to say our name to, I don't know, a few hundred thousand people a week, if if that, maybe a few tens of thousand people a week, let them have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For the sake of it. Whereas now, obviously, everything is open 24-7. You can literally go and interact with, not suggesting they will tweet you back, but do you know what I mean? That interaction is always yeah. there, whereas here, there was nothing like that, was it? And WE are probably in one of the high points of their their history, really, at this point in time as well. Sort oh, just of re- coming off it, yeah. yeah. Sort of reinventing themselves with the, um, oh, what's it called? Ruthless Aggression. That's the one. Yeah. That's what, so, it, yeah, I, I can see why WE were bothered. But 
we've got for 12 minutes and three seconds, Raven versus DDP. It goes three and a quarter from Big Dave. Are we uh, thinking that's right? Uh, yeah, mm. that's about there. Feels uh, like this should have been a hardcore match just on paper because it's uh, got Raven involved. The build up made it look like it was going to be a hardcore match. So it's very much the same in the next uh, pay per view as well. That's uh, the yeah. only reason I say it. What was, the, what was the promo like? Did every match have a promo? Um, yeah, so DDP's standing up for Eric, Eric Watts, basically, to cut it short. Right, okay. So at the next pay-per-view in 2005, January, you get Eric Watts versus Raven, and it does flash back to DDP being involved as well. That makes no sense, So we'll, we'll get into the match. Yeah, um, it does not at all. <laughs> so so Eric, Eric Watts joins um, Tanae and West on, on commentary. Um. So we get a special... What's it like on the commentary booth? Because I'm not going to lie, in the ring, he's not brilliant. Uh, not brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so DD, DDP gets really frustrated with the ref and just delivers a massive big boot. Is he still doing the diamond cutter at this point? Yes. Sure is. Right, excellent. He's basically... Um, he's back to WCW DDP, basically. Right. Yeah. I didn't like realize how they tall... They ignored his WWE run. I didn't realize how tall he actually was. He's tall he's six foot five, isn't he? I thought it was about yeah. It's only I think he's built smaller than he actually is because I'm sure Austin's made a joke right before. Like he's one of the tallest six fans I've ever seen. He's, and he's actually us. like six seven. Six, I was going to say so. when you look at him next to Nash, he's very close to Nash. Yeah, which is the only reason I said it. Um, yeah, so DDP takes the ref out. Um, Raven then dominates for quite a while. Um, Eric Watts runs to the ring to protect DDP from Raven's goons or gang that come out. Um, what do we and, make? Sorry, and a swerve, swerve. Eric Watts takes out DDP with a clothesline. Um, right. Well, the next pay per view, you've got Eric Watts versus Raven. Oh, so this is it. Doesn't make sense even in the context of this match. No, he, he literally does. Wins it. <laughs> yes, he does. He wins it. I, I don't get it. I've just realised as well. Sorry, in the light in that previous tag match, it was won by TKO as well. Not even pin. Yeah. But we'll carry on anyway. Back to DDP and Raven. Was what do we make of Raven as a character in TNA or just as a character in general? I like him. I, I like him. I um, like him. Remember this point is a bit stale on it. But, yeah. I think I think when he first came out, it, it was fine, but maybe Raven needed a bit of a reinvention. Was peak, really, wasn't it? Yeah. But I do like the forevermore thing. I do like that as a as a thing. Just trying to find how long Raven was actually in TNA, because DDP was there for a year. Um, again, let's have a look. When did he, when did DDP join? November the twelfth, and he was gone by May. So there's a recurring theme that people aren't actually sort of sticking around in TNL that much. The older people, I don't know why that is. Whether mon- money wasn't great or they just went went fancy. Money, was, really money was probably good, and that hence why I hadn't stuck around for so long and probably got the paycheck. Well, out. yeah, you're probably right, to be fair. You're probably right. Well, Raven was there from 2003 to 2010, which is a longer tenure than what I thought as well. Yeah, I think it's in and out of it. Yes. Life, from what I'm I remember. Just, just having a look. So, he joined in January 2003, two days after his release from WE, which obviously now is mind-blowing, because obviously you would have the 90-day com- no-compete, wouldn't mm-hmm. you, unless <laughs> they let the contracts expire, obviously. Um, I'm not looking at it. he was just he was just he had a he had a match backstage brawl with Vampire at some point. What else happened? He started out with attacking Jeff Jarrett, outstanding. He got scalped at one point. Actually scalped. 
Yeah, brilliant. They were. It was a, he lost the head vest, the hair versus hair match. But the, the whoever was cutting his hair, I think it was James Mitchell, fucked it up and like, yeah, it's a scalp off. Do you know no, what? Yeah, he, probably can't enjoyed, go Heather. he probably enjoyed it, did Raven? Yeah, He's just a sick son of a bitch. New Jack, I think, turned up at some point as well. Team with Terry Funk. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, back to the DDP match. Uh, DDP wins with Diamond Cutter. Um, I give it three stars. So there or thereabouts with Davy Boy. Gonna say Big Dave gave it three and a quarter. So it sounds it sounds like he's he's fairly on the mark at this point, Dave. Because we all it sounds like he was giving it a go, but wasn't being favoritism. Because now he would just give everything like four or five stars. I'm sure he's been it. tweeting about that recently. Actually, that he thinks now is the best ever time for professional wrestling. He said, like, you could have like three matches a week in 2021 that would win match of the year in 2001. Do you know what? He's probably right, though, isn't he? Because there's a lot well, we've got of... access to more, aren't we? These days, well, that, and that's and that goes back to what we were saying, doesn't it, about the internet in 2004. Yeah. But I think as well, there is a lot more talent now than what there ever has been, as well. When you look at some of the names that are on this pay per view. Again, quite older people. You've got, for example, Nash Hall, Jarrett, DDP, even Raven to an extent as well. They're like people that you've seen before, whereas now there's a lot more new, exciting people, isn't there, coming up and about. And again, this the comp- there's two major companies now on primetime telly, whereas here, again, it was just WE, wasn't it? So Yeah. But we'll they were trying, Boston. Yeah. They, do you know what? They, they were looking good at one point, and then it... The financial problems hit, didn't they? And it yeah. just went to right yeah. shit. I think they did hit at first round here, didn't they? And that's when Dixie Cow had to come in. So I don't think Dixie Cow was here yet. Uh, Ant and Deck. Ant and Dex. Oh, no, what? Dex cousin. De- De- Dex, <laughs> Dex Long lost cousin. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. But um, yeah, this it was so fucking... Eric Watts turned on DDP, but then DDP was like, oh, well, I'm just going to fucking this, this thing, win anyway. Like I said, <laughs> from what I've seen, it goes, it's horrendous in the next pay-per-view. Yeah, so he picked up like, like a lariat. And then tried to choke Slime, but DDP countered, and then he diamond cutted um, Raven as well. <laughs> right, well, excellent because in the next pay per view, he completely messes up a choke Slam. Yeah, I think Eric Watts. I'm assuming he was the son of Cowboy Bill Watts. Yes, he? he is. Because I had to yeah. Google him because I wonder because he looks like Crush. Because I, I just don't think he was very good, was he? But no. I don't know if Eric Watts was working in. I mean, Bill Watts was working in TNA at this point, was he? Because I don't. No, the last I do know there was. Um, Bill Watts did was. WE in 2005. There was something where Bill Watts kept booking Eric to win. It might, it might have been like UWF, isn't it? Really? There's I remember mid, WCW like ages ago. The, yeah, there's UWF and Mid Championship Wrestling. Uh, well, yeah. Championship Wrestling, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, it might have been WCW. But that was very early 90s. Uh, but I, I didn't think much to Eric Watts when I saw him either. Like I say, he looks. And also, like, I know he's got the, he's, he's got the, the, the prestige of being Cowboy Bill Watts' son, but Eric Watts, it's fucking shit wrestling him, isn't it? Eric Watts. Yeah. Well, you, imagine that, you know there's the WrestleMania test. Can you imagine a headline? Would you, would you like Fucking to know Eric his, Watts. Would you like to know his other wrestling names? Go on. Amarillo Slim. Okay, well, that's better. I mean, and West. Troy. <laughs> Troy. <laughs> Just, Just Troy. Troy. What about, what's that fingers guy from Blazing Squad? Where is it? Tiny Fingers or whatever he was Tiny, called. Tiny Where? Fingers, yeah. Tiny Fingers. Just give him that yeah. instead. Oh, UK rapper Naughty Boy. Who is going to be on our celebrity this year? No, I, I don't know who that yeah. is. No, naughty right. boy. Is he part of that Sam Smith? No, 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 That song from about 10 years ago. It was very average. Uh, I mean, yeah, naughty boy rings a bell. 
I think it might be that. He's going to have a celebrity along with Richard Medley, so look forward to that. Oh, Jesus. Right, we'll move back to bigger and better things here. Did we have anything in between? The oh, yeah. the <laughs> right, is this still right? Take it away, gentlemen. So some, some, broad, some broad brought in some cookies for Vince McMahon. Some broad? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember her name. Don't say notes, things like that. It was uh, Tracy. Was it Tracy it. Brooks? Just, it just says Tracy. On the, the recap that I've got. So she brings him some lovely homemade cookies. Oh, Vince, I brought you some cookies. And he just smashes the plate out of her hands and the cookies go everywhere. So as a result, I just put Vince McMahon doesn't like chip, um, cookies. No, he wants, he wants protein. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. I'm just, I, I think it probably was Tracy Brooks. But the, um, the, the, the cookie tray comes into play later in the show. Tracy, if it was Tracy Brooks, she'd married to Kazarian. Tracy Brooks was there for a long time. She was on the last paper we did once until the She was there from it. yeah, she was there from 20, 2003 to twenty twelve, which is about yeah, right. Again, I would say it? that it would be her then. I think it was. Because yeah. there was hair in ODB, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Who was in the one of the original tough enoughs? Yeah. ODB, which stood for one dirty bitch. Sure did. Yeah, because like one all day bastard. Yeah. So We'll, we'll move, move swiftly on then. So up next, we've got the second highest rated match of the night. Something that would genuinely excite me, I think. And again, somebody who, again, I don't really know how he didn't end up in WE. We've got Pete Williams is the man who I don't really know how he ended up in WE. Because I, I thought he was brilliant. Against Chris Sabin, somebody I liked, again, at this point in time. Um, 18 minutes and 11 seconds for the X Division title. Was this as good as what we were just saying about the X Division? Yeah. This Big was dip. a fucking beautiful match, and I'd quite like to make love to it. Did what do we think of the Canadian Destroyer? The only reason I say that is when I first saw it, it blew my mind that that could be done in a wrestling ring. Whereas we see now, it's just a transitional move, and it upsets me. Well, you see, the first time I ever saw it, do you know who it was by? Bad Bunny. No. Do you know what? To be fair to Bad Bunny, what a, what a Canadian good. Destroyer he did, yeah. But no, I saw it by even randomer than Bad Bunny. Trevor Murdoch was the first person oh I saw doing <laughs> a Canadian destroyer. It's yeah, just mad. But it's the it's the speed that he does it in as well, isn't it? Whereas you look at other people that do it, it's just so slow in comparison. Yeah, at this point they were just calling it a flip pile driver. They weren't actually calling the, the Canadian well, he, destroyer. His his nickname was the Canadian destroyer, and I think they yeah. obviously turned into that. But can Pete Williams now? He's only forty years old as well. Yeah, but this this match was just I fucking loved it because. Oh, I was kind of like going in and out, you know, it was on the background at some points and I was, but I was just, oh, I just got right into this match. Chris yeah. Saban as well, what do we make of him? Mm-hmm. Somebody else that I feel could have gone to WE, but didn't again. He, he did a few I, coaching I stuff it, in NXT, didn't he, for a bit? Yeah, I feel as he wasn't as good as Pete. Did he not? Did remember. he have a match in did NXT? He? Was he yes, like he was with Kushida, where they, with Kushida, yeah. where they were the time splitters. Yeah. Um. But again, he was an original. He was there from sort of 2003 to 2013. Um, then he went to Ring of Honor, New Japan, and then he's back in Impact now. But I think he retired. Did he retire for a little bit? Yeah, I think that's must have been when he was hanging around next to again, like doing caution and stuff. Um, but yeah, what? so who do we think was the better of these two then in this match? Uh, I know it's going to be a tough question. It's hard to tell because obviously Peter Williams was the heel. Mm-hmm. Because he had Scott was he coach tomorrow. I was going to say, was he part Canada. of Team Canada? Yeah. But then the crowd, I think just because oh. Pete Williams was so good, yeah. were like split 50-50. Yeah, I've, I've written a very divided crowd with let's go Sabin, let's go Petey, 
to that me, the crowd that, love this match. That to me says that a crowd wants to cheer for both, but there's one in like that they like both, but they're just picking one just ever so slightly. Yeah. But yeah. it there's nothing better than a crowd being into a match either, is there? Petey absolutely better. dominates in this match though. For about 10 minutes of this, he's just on. I remember him being a Sabian. very good heel. I remember and him being it, a very, very good. Sabian just keeps kicking out. Um Kip Chris turns it around with a huge super kick and then a power bomb. Mm-hmm. And then Petey's back on him again. <laughs> Um, Petey returns there was the power bomb into the railing at one point oh yeah that was nasty disgusting (laughs) very good way was was there a pair of brass knuckles somewhere yeah right Uh, yeah that was the end so so who who hit Saban with the brass knuckles I'm just reading about now Petey Williams yeah pulls him out of his pants do you know what straight out of the William Regal because I almost thought the way especially the way the the, the commentators were talking I thought this was like a you know where someone just has a really good match to the point where they just become a face. I thought that was happening in this match. I thought they were turning Pete Williams' face and he was going to split off from Team Canada. I don't know if that happens further down the, the, the road, but he seemed to be kind of getting the crowd behind him a bit. Yeah. So No idea. Big Dave gives this the second highest rating of the night with four stars. Aaron? Four and a half. Aaron. Four and a half. See, this review I'm reading for allmania.com, they've only given it three stars. Oh, oh hash, was watching. Hash, yeah. But I, I loved it at this point. I was like, I think this is going to be the best match of the night. It wasn't. But at this point, I was like, this is going to be the best match of the night. What I will say, final resolution is, is 2005. There's over two. Again, there's two four-star matches, at least four-star matches. Yeah. Both go over it. And one of I them, did... again, is the X Division title involving I... both of these people. I just felt like these two had great in-ring Chemistry, yeah, yeah, and I think that goes back again, doesn't it, to what we were saying about the exhibition earlier that the, that this division was probably one of the best divisions around because everybody in it fit it so well, didn't it? I, everybody's style just worked. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. That was it. I'd like a very, I think, guess we call it a spot fest style, but it didn't matter because the crowd were going mad for it. Still doesn't matter these days, to be honest. No. Like if the crowd's going mad for it, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Like not everyone gets it, but it doesn't really it doesn't matter. Like I don't really get orange casting, but people love it, so I carry on doing it for like a no, don't like him, don't get it, boring. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Me. Like if the crowd if it's popping the crowd, well, that's it. People then you I gotta mean, do it, aren't you? It's like wrestling's a buffet in the words of Eric Bischoff. It's gotta be something yeah. different for everyone there. That's what makes a good show. As long as it isn't all beige, you're good. Yeah, that's it. Everyone's got different styles, which is like Back to the news show. That's the problem with WWE now, is that they're all trying to do the same style no matter who yeah. they are, no matter what, what and the, I think, the characters are. I think that works across multiple con- uh, companies as well. Yeah. But whereas, like, here, and to be fair, that's what AEW do, don't they? Just let the wrestlers do their style of match. And do you know what? Fair play to them. Yeah. Fair play. And it, you can sort of see with these matches that they are given that creative freedom to go and do what they want to do because they could see... That these that these guys in the ring are yeah. going to go out there and produce. I get what they're saying, like it's like a dangerous a style, especially in WWE. Of course, you do, it you're is. doing like three or four matches a week, aren't you? But you don't have to do it on house shows all the time. But no, just go for a fucking banger match like this but every once in a while. You can see the influences that these matches have had on the people, like for example, yeah. Will Ospreay of the world, who is, yeah, who would have fit into this division pair. But there's people, there's even people in WWE. If you put like Seth Rollins and Finn Balor together, you tell yes. me they couldn't do a match like this if they wanted. No, to. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even to a point, Big Keith, because he was a, he uh-huh. he liked to, he liked to jump around. Yeah, Samoa Joe. He's a Samoa yeah. Joe division, and that's what I mean. So 
Yeah. I wish everybody would do that. Just take the Intercontinental, the US title, make it like an X Division type thing. You don't yeah. even have to say they're doing it. Just, just do start it. doing different matches for that division, yeah. And that's what I mean. That that's what I said earlier. Like it felt very much like an Intercontinental style title, but offered yeah. something a little bit different. Ricochet, and, Ricochet and Ali, they've started feuding again. They could do this quite easily. Rico- Ricochet oh, yeah. be perfect yeah. in this. Even Alistair Black would have been another one. Yeah. He would have been brilliant. So I think there's plenty of people that can do it now, but unfortunately, it isn't going to be done, is it, anytime soon? Certainly not in WE. AEW might do something like it. It'd be good. Yeah. Won't be adverse to seeing it, but we'll have to wait and see. Right then, I need you all to impact here. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. This this doesn't leave me well. This leave this <laughs> so, oh my god! Right, I don't even know how to explain it. So, I think I think so, that just tells you everything you need to a, know. Oh my god! So there's a knock on the office door. <laughs> Vince, is, it, Vince, is this Vince's office? Vince answers it, and he's like, "Who's that?" And it's like, "Oh, it's TNA's senior manager over there." And it's a fucking midget. It just fucking hits him in the balls. <laughs> the beast him up with, with the bacon tray. What was that with the previous cookie tray? Yeah, the cookies were earlier. It's a constant hands up for continuity. But it's like this is the fucking payoff. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch this because this sounds incredible. I mean, at least you know oh, that Vince likes a midget. Oh my god, we've actually got tears on the podcast. We've got actual I'm, tears on the podcast. I'm actually crying. It was just the best fire wrestling I think I've ever seen. It was. <laughs> it's one of oh, the best no. segments I've ever seen. To be fair, <laughs> I need to go watch this. Seeing Vince McMahon being absolutely beaten by a budget. It was just when he got, he got him on the floor and he grabbed the bacon tray and just started wailing on him. And I was, was like, it, oh my god, was it kind is... of like Stone Cold wailing on him, but a little midget? Then he just walks off and goes like <laughs> what, dusting <laughs> his hands down. And that's the end of the segment. And it was honestly, it's it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Because at first I was like, ah, just taking digs at WWE, what a bar. But this is the way to fucking do it. Do you we be think... your Vince with a midget? That's how you do it. <laughs> Little person. It says midget on my review, so I'm going with it. Do we think I'm actually that, crying, that, that they actually took the Stone Cold Steve Austin in hospital thing as part of this. This is where the inspiration came from, but obviously with the, with the tray. Just, I think they just wanted Vince to get beat up by a midget. That was as much as they... They know Vince likes a midget as well, don't they? Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, obviously, was this pre-Hornswoggle? It Pre-Hornswoggle. Pre-Hornswoggle. It a couple of years before Hornswoggle, weren't mm-hmm. it? And again, he got beat up quite a lot, didn't he? In fact, he was the man's goddamn Ill- illegitimate child, so... Yeah. There we go. Maybe Vince saw this and thought, God damn it, I want a midget pal. Well, he, was, he was there, he got beat up by one day. Well, that's true, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, Fair honestly, point. it's one of the greatest wrestling I'm going to have to watch this. I'm going to have to watch this. I'm actually crying. I've actually got... Uh, He's got tears in his eyes. He's actually crying. I'm actually got tears streaming down my face. But... Any any promos at all in between the midget and the next match? No, no nothing right. about So we go from what can only be described as on paper, as the sublime to the shit. We've got a six-man tag match. Another one. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy and Randy Savage against Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Not only does this sound horrendous on paper, it goes for 17 minutes, 52 seconds. (laughs) The star rating is one from Big Dave. I disagree. 
comfortably, apart from the Johnny B. Bad match, the lowest rating on the He's card. absolutely not the worst match. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Right, okay. Well, yeah. that's brilliant. Do we do we think he's only putting it one star because it's got Randy Savage in it? I think it's because of the people involved. That yes. He, he wasn't yeah, getting yeah. a chance because he does that, isn't he? Yeah. That's what I mean. So, uh, it's not the worst match on the card. What makes it not the worst match on the card? Because the other match was just shit. But right, this okay. is, it's not great, <laughs> this match. But... Jeff Hardy at this point as well, by the way. 28 years of age, he's already in TNA. I didn't realise he was in this this early. No, I didn't either. Yeah, this was his... Because his, his, he, he came back in 2006, didn't he? Yes. I remember that. I remember returning, but... And then he went back to... Then this is long before the Sting... Yeah, that's, a, that's the second time, uh, isn't it? He was in from 2004 to 2006. He was actually in Ring of Honour in 2003. He came back from... two Went to WE in 2006 to 2009, then came back to TNA... From 2010 to 2017. See, that blows my mind. You know, we're talking about people being released mad. now, and it's like, because in 2002 was when he had that famous match for the Undertaker, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The hardcore match. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. it was it was the was it the ladder match? God, the ladder match. Make yourself yeah. famous. Yeah. Yes. And then he was gone like a year later. It, it's yeah. yeah. But well, to be fair, he didn't help himself. It's no showing events. It yeah. Refuses to go to ring. So there's kind of that side to it. So I mean, and it's. It's something that's tar- not tarnished, but has been attached to his career for quite a while, which we see in his second run in TNA, don't we? Against it's fallen and stopped him here in the heights they should have done. Yeah. Yes, and I did wonder if, if if something was going on here, just from what I'd seen in the, the next pay-per-view, but it doesn't look like it does at this point. I don't know if it was any different in this match. Did he look okay? Did he perform okay? Yeah, it yeah, looked, looked all right. So the um, Hall and Nash dress is Elvis. Yes, so that, that transfers over to the next pay-per-view. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, Jeff Jarrett wasn't, but he was kind of there with them, wasn't he? Wearing the same colours, but he wasn't. Uh, Randy Savage obviously wasn't there because he'd been kidnapped. <laughs> the so does Randy Savage not turn up? He does, but right at the very, very end. Right. So it was an all right match. Like, so if it was eight, was it 18 minutes, did you say? 17 minutes, 52. 17 yeah, minutes. Eight, so eight, I think 18, good, 18 minutes, basically. A good 15 minutes of these are a three-on-two handicap. Right, match. okay. How did AJ and Jeff Hardy get on as a team? So I imagine they were quite good because AJ Styles here is 27 as well. I, don't, I thought they were really good. And I thought as much as Hall and Nash get a bad rep for not putting over younger talent, I thought they did a really good job at putting AJ over. Um, yeah. You can match, sort... Sorry, go on. Then. So the, the match starts, you've got AJ squaring off against um, Jarrett. Jarrett then tags in Scott Hall. AJ throws him around the ring a little bit and then he's on the floor and then he points to Nash and says, you now. So Nash is laughing. He gets in the ring. Throws a couple of punches at AJ, but then AJ just gets the the better of him as well. So I thought that was really good of of him putting him over, um, I suppose. Um, It's it's not something that they're, they're known for, is it? But I suppose in WCW, they had creative control, didn't they? Whereas I guess that's probably restricted and taken away from them here, which... Not it's really a reason in it, it's, but it's Jeff Jarrett owns the company. So. No, but I mean, I mean, I mean, for them too, for the attacks that they all yeah, I mean, they did like the way you know, obviously, like, I, I know what you mean that with them being linked with Jeff Jarrett, that he's just a dick, yeah. With, with you know, with, with Ross being off, like I know he, he hates Kevin Ash, doesn't he, for this because there was kind of a bit where it doesn't like they were taking it seriously, there was they like, but I guess that's the character, it's only like you know, Young Books and Kenny Omega are very similar to how these acts actually, 
But they didn't really take it seriously when they joined WCW either, did they? They were just sort of there. Yeah. To, that's the to, character. To yeah, and that's it, isn't yeah. it? Like I think that's what Ross what always doesn't like, does it? Because it kind of looks like the... It's still real to Ross, damn it. Yeah, but like it kind of... Because by not taking it seriously, you put yourself over a bit much, too much, don't you, I think, on other people? Well, Scott yeah. Hall would wrestle Jeff Hardy at the next pay-per-view in January 2005, and then he took some time off. I did think he was looking bloated. Scott Hall was point. not well yeah, at this point. No. Yeah. And this and is then, the thing with Tina, they have a history of doing this, of signing people that they shouldn't do. Because mm-hmm. we picked up on this when we watched the first ever match, uh, yeah. event, didn't we? Yeah. That, that he didn't look good here. Because um, it says he takes some time off and then his next in, <laughs> his next uh, sort of reference is November 2007. Wow. Scott Hall. So whether he's off for 18 months or not, I don't know. Yeah. But I think he I would have been. This is a weird time, wasn't it? Like, Again, even these two were only in. I don't want Nash WWE was... like being in big storylines. Like Kevin Nash only had his Hell like Cell a, year before. A, yeah, the one that we watched the other week, yeah. wasn't it? Well, he again. Nash was in it from 2004 to 2011. That's on bad. and off, on and off. That, is it? Is it on and off? Is it? But even then, still to have that on and off run, that's that's mad for that length of time, isn't it? Really, for someone like Kevin Nash, who has been WCW, been in WWE, and then sort of been here that the lesser company, no disrespect, for so long. And I think when you look at these 10 years, it, it is surprising how long they were actually there, like Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Angle's long, the weirdest. He was there longer, longer than he was Longer than WWE, he? and yeah. he made his name WWE. It, it's mad. But even, and like Jeff Hardy, like we were saying, to say he was there for those two years, and probably the, well, the start of the prime of his career, it's, it's bizarre. They did get some talent in, and they kept it for a while, to be fair to them. Mm-hmm. But when did he... So he joined November 2004, so he's only just joined then. This is December, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, he's a, he's literally just joined. Um, and then the month after this, he's in the World Heavyweight title picture. So does anything lead up to that in this match? Um, or is it sort of an impact afterwards? Um, I know why. Go on then. Um, so let me, let's carry on with the match. And we'll get yeah, there. go on then. Um, so it's going back and forth. Um, then the AJ and Jeff seem to get the, the better hand over, over the, the Kings of Wrestling. And the Kings of Wrestling turn it back around. And suddenly, Savage comes out. Um, I can understand why he, he played, played such a little part in the match. It was obviously to protect him. Um, what, what sort of shape was he in at this point? Not too bad, considering his age. He looked old. You could tell he was he old. Looked old. Yeah, he looked old, but his his body, I mean, he looks in all right shape. He probably won't listen to this. He looks a bit like Scott Smith on that night out of the week. Yeah. Uh, I thought you meant Randy Savage isn't going <laughs> to yeah. look like this. I was like, he's definitely going to be right. But yeah, no, he looks a bit like David Guest, yeah. Well, this is Macho Man's first match of time in the ring in four years. Because mm. he obviously yeah. been too busy on his rap career at this point. And yeah. Spider-Man. So he Spider-Man, comes in. Yeah. He comes in, throws a lot of punches. And then AJ, Macho Man and Hardy get the King's Wrestling in Sleeper Olds. Um, and then Savage pins Jarrett. I think that, that's the best way to put it, simply. Um, so, the very strange so, pin. Does yeah. he do the elbow drop? No. Yeah. Right. The whole thing's a bit weird, actually, because Savage comes out and he's like, I'm here to save the day. I really, really wish that Don West had gone, but whose side is he on? You know, just for all time's sake, because it was that sort of thing. But he didn't. But then he he, he goes like oh, go save it there because like I think Jeff Jarrett just nailed Hardy with the guitar just before yeah, Je- yeah. 
And then he he, he stands and waits for a tag, <laughs> which I found hilarious. <laughs> so, everyone's down the floor. A guitar's got involved. It's not a dirty Q match. And then Savage's like, I better tag in. They'll play by the rules. But yeah, the finish was really weird. He just kind of put him down and pinned him, didn't he? After a sleeper, yeah. it was... Was it a quick finish? Yeah. He he must have been in there for a minute, Max. In a 17-minute But then it was... A, I don't know why he just didn't... If you weren't going to do the elbow job, just do like a pile driver. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't yeah. do it. Because then he carried on beating him up afterwards. It was just... It was a really anticlimactic finish. Um, yeah, so the whole idea was... Um, Savage was meant to go into the title picture in the next pay-per-view against Jarrett, by all accounts. Which they kept um, pushing that idea, didn't they? Yeah, um, but he got released. Right. This was his only. This was his only match ever for TNA. Yeah, they kept yes. like they were really pushing out of Oh, he's just been the champion, so yeah. Is he then, in line? And then in the next pay per view, you've actually got Monty Brown, DDP, and Kevin Nash all in a three way. The winner of that then faces Jarrett on the yeah, same. Yeah, so night. then, so then that leads on to Kevin Nash kind of um, causing a bit of a rift with the Kings of Wrestling because obviously he's feuding with Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Yeah, because it's like whose side are you on type thing, isn't it? Yeah. They sort of appear to be together for a little bit, still as the Kings of Wrestling, and there's a bit of a turn in the in the build-up for the match at the, the pay-per-view that I watched, which wasn't this one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it at some point, perhaps. We'll, we'll yeah. go over it. <laughs> Thoughts on the match then, Aaron? If you, if Big Dave gave it one. What, what your, what's your rating? Three. Okay. That's I, right. would, I would lean more towards Aaron's. Because it was it was good, and I know Savage only took like a took the piss really, because everyone was like, "Oh my god, what a performance from Savage after coming out from me kidnapped," <laughs> which you know, fair play really, this bit dramatic for the guy. Do we think that's why it plays into Dave one star rating? I think he just didn't like the people involved. Dave. Yeah, I think so. I I, yeah. I, th- I thought the younger talent was made to look really strong in this I, match. Yeah, I thought he might look really good. Because it was Don West well. kind of buried him earlier in the night. Yeah. Yes. I think. Um, Savage having such a small role to play in the match worked in their favour also worked in Savage's favour because he would, would not have lasted 17 yeah. minutes I just um, for me I wish he'd played his music when he walked out just to give him a yeah. big pop did, he just did, kind did, of, he, did you hear his music? at the yeah. end when he won what, what was yeah. it like? it was just his, his WWE run because it's Lander Hope and Glory in it oh. right okay yeah so I guess it's not copyrighted so again, they, they didn't give a shit you can't co- <laughs> you can't copyright the English National Anthem I guess yeah that's true that's true um, did we see AJ becoming the star that he turns into? Do we see shoots of that in this match? I think the very thing even being in the match was a a, a sign that they were they were pushing him to be a big star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like the TNA guy, and he yeah. was trying to. It was well, very he... very NWO-ish, but on a on a poorer scale. Just it would, I, I imagine it would have been if yeah, what it was like if Hogan just didn't turn on. WCW. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just the, the kind of the versus one, yeah. No, odd, odd finish. It sounds like the right people won, though. Yeah, I guess if that, but if that's what they were putting Savage. But I, mean, I don't think Savage could have lasted a, a, a match with Jarrett. No. That would have been a minus five star territory. If I happened. think that's, I think that's, I think they probably realized that going into this match. Yeah. Hence why I played such a small part. And then he should have, he should have retired after his match with Todd McGuire. I think. Oh, oh yeah, but um, I thought you said Tom McGuire at first. Who the hell's Tom McGuire? I think when you've been out of the ring for four years as well, and he will have been 44, 42 at this point. That's no excuse, is it? And Bobby Lash is 45. Yeah, that's very true. 
But when you've been out of the ring for as long as he has as well, I suppose it's quite difficult to come back in, isn't it, as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk had it quite a while out of the ring. He looks all right. He's 52, sorry, here. 52, Savage, I just can't do maths. Yeah. Sting looks all right, there, Edge. Sting's still going, Alex. Sting's, still, Sting's going through tables. This is thing 69. Sting? Carry 69? He's 62, isn't he? No, the, the wrestler, not the fucking singer. Is he? Can't be 69. You can't put a 69 man through a table. Oh, 62. 62. So you should, should really. You should Either be putting way. a 62 year old man Either through a way. table. <laughs> Either way. There you go. You've seen his 60s, which is a frightening yeah. fact. So after that, do we have any other smalls? Before oh, yes. oh here we go. So, All right. Take it away, boys. Well, fucking TNA, man. Right. <laughs> 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 so they were like, Dusty's like, yeah, show him the tape because this is tape that Vince the one to see. But obviously, he's been beat up by a fucking midget out of the bacon chair. <laughs> so, so he's out of it. <laughs> he's out of it. So Dusty's like, you just show him the tape. So it's WWE had had a show in Orlando. So some TNA guys. So there was our truth. Um, so Killer, Ron Killens was on then uh, Road Dog, the aforementioned Tracy, Abyss, and uh, Shane Douglas have gone down and they went to the production area to give them cookies and also steal some of the fucking chai suey or whatever it was that they're in. Oh my god, it's better than that. It's better than that. But <laughs> because because WWE literally le- legally they had to blare out fucking everything, so you couldn't really see a damn thing that was going on. Because he had to well, play out everyone's faces. I think you saw the back of The Undertaker at one point. Quite um, possibly. Brilliant. I think it was The Undertaker. It was the back of him. And then there was... There, they had the picture taken with one WWE guy after the backstage producer, and they were joking like, oh, you've just lost your job, which is... People genuinely do lose a job for that, so ha-ha, very funny. Yeah, but they literally had to play out everyone's face, so you couldn't really tell what was going on. It was just... It looked like... They were like, oh, WWE aren't going to scare us from showing his tape, but then they, they kind of did. So, yeah, I, I go into a bit more detail. Um, well, no, I, was, I was very impressed. Um, Abyss is carrying balloons. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then they're walking down, aren't they? And, and they're saying, Oh, yeah, let's go and show WE what a real sport, um, wrestling company looks like. Um, Road Dogs looking everywhere for him and just shouting. Um, we're friends, we're friends. I made him a shitload of money. <laughs> Where, where's Vince? Um, it's Good just, stuff. it's like the, the try to do what DX did with WCW back in the day. That was a weird thing because he kept justifying, didn't they? They were kind of like, oh, well, do we do after this? Do we see the Like, so we can do it. It's fine. Like, but they actually kept mentioning companies' names as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The entire, it was just, it was very, it, it looked. It looks so low, right? I'm very glad that when SmackDown was in Jacksonville the other week that AEW did not do this because it did not come across. It just made them look very small time. Um, and we have another VT as well. Well then. Um, this man's been carried out on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it? What? Into an ambulance? Into an ambulance. And then Triple H is just stood there like, what was supposed to do? What was supposed to do? And Vince is like, Oh, you need to get the tape. This must have been before this. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, he's like, you're my son, you need to find that tape. <laughs> but I love the, the Triple Almost H guy. Fun. 
you can't tell him I said the entire time, obviously. Yeah. But everything he said, he was like, uh, what do I do? Like, it was quite his impression. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. He was childish, but it was, yeah, it was quite funny. So. Is it like Jason, Jason Sensation's impression of when he was doing but, it? Yeah, it could have been him for, I, I know, I don't know who it was. Actually. I don't know, I don't know. Jason, Jason Sensation was quite a small man. Yeah, does not, he was quite small. He was a lot smaller than Vince. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm just having a look at see Jason Sensation. And, um, I can't, um, it doesn't say on the review that I've got who it was. No, I don't, I don't know if it was, but I just remember him having, he, he did it for a little bit and he had a big plastic nose on as well. It was incredible. Yeah. It was just, oh my God, it was, it was hilarious. I, I, mean, I feel as I need to watch this now. You need to watch it just for the, the skits. Really. Yeah, just skip, skip the matches. I was going to say, I'll skip the matches apart from maybe the X Division. Yeah. And, and enjoy that. So with that, we come to them, the main event of the evening. We have a six sides of steel tag match. So it's it's just a cage match, isn't it? But obviously there's six sides rather than four. And we've got um well, what they call it at this point. Is it beer money? America's most wanted. America's most wanted, which is James Storm and Chris Harris against Christopher Daniels and Elix Skipper. Better know as Triple X. Da, 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 He's a manager in Applebee's now, isn't he? Christopher Daniels. Um 21 minutes. Highly rated by Big Dave. Oh, this but... is a good match, though, wasn't it? Oh I'll my let... fucking god, this was good. I'll let you boys take it away. Does oh. does Elix Skipper do oh. the thing where he walks on the cage and does a hurricane runner? Yes, yes, he fucking does. It, it, that looks incredible. That that's incredible. It was uh, the because it was only a thin cage. Yes, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, really... it's a tall cage. <laughs> Not all on WWE's cage. It was a good cage. I appreciate it, a good structure. <laughs> that was right. It's like there. the width of the blue cage. Yeah, it, it's it's that sort of width, isn't it? So Again, the 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 um the stipulation was the losing team has to disband. So it was like stakes, right? Okay, big stakes. That's why it went on. I get it went on last because it was just fucking nuts. Fucking quality match. Yeah. Do you know what this this would be again? Big Dave gave this four and three quarters. Yeah. I don't know why he ain't giving it three, uh, five stars, but when you, again, you look at the names, I, I remember Chris Harris and James Storm being really, really This good was the time when it was really hard to get a five-star match from Dave. Right. Okay. It yeah. kind of makes more sense as to what happens in the next pay-per-view as to why these two are together as well. But it's quite, what a, good, it's quite a good promo going into this match. What, is, happen- um, what happens then? It's been 17 months in Bruin um, because um, in the previous tag cage match, um, Elix Skipper climbs out the, the ring and then um, Harris and Storm pin Christopher Daniels. Um, so it's been Bruin for a year and a half and finally getting a rematch. That's basically the VT, I think, mm-hmm. in a nutshell. But it made um, it feel like a really big deal considering yeah. you didn't even... Yeah, you didn't even know. I mean, it was just because the, the, the weird obviously stipulation got added because it was just, just to go now, do you know what? Do it again, but this time when he breaks up. <laughs> but it felt like a really big deal the way they put it over. It was a good it was a good video package compared to the one that they had earlier in the show. <laughs> so that much. I'll be honest, I've written hardly any notes about this because I was just enjoying the match. To me, um, that says you're enjoying a good match. If you're not really writing much about it, you're enjoying it. It took about two minutes, if that, for Christopher Daniels to get busted open. And there's just blood everywhere. Oh, there was blood. Like the, the canvas what, was like a absolute stare on it. What busted him open? Was it intentional or unintentional? Um, 
Like, do, did, I don't remember. I don't think it was. Did he mean to blade? I think he just went some... to the cage, didn't he? I don't yeah, think right. it was like a big spot where, like, I don't think it is intentional. Just because I don't think they made a big deal of the spot where it happened. I think he just got thrown into the cage, and then he was the guy around. Yeah, yeah. Kind of um, like when, um, for example, Brock elbowed Randy Orton's head to a pulp. That's yeah, of thing. yeah. Right. Although I think Brock meant to do that, didn't he? That was yeah. part of it, wasn't it? But, but a bit like, oh no, you know when Brock went into the post at thirty-one? Yes. And just all of a sudden he was just yeah, yeah, yeah. good blood everywhere. It's a bit like that. Fair enough. So Fair one enough. thing I didn't really understand about this match: it's a tag match in a cage, so mostly yeah. tagging each other out, and then suddenly it's just a tornado tag. Suddenly it just starts. Yeah. So, it's, so yeah. it start, started as tagging and out, and then went to tornado. To me, if you're doing it in a cage match, it should be tornado. Yeah, that started off as a normal type of match. Yeah, you'd think it would be. Was it, was it over the top or was it pin and submit and out the door? Yeah. I pin think you submit. could just... I don't think it was a door. Was it a door? No, they want a door. No, they want a door. Just, just pin and submit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can climb out, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't write any notes for you just because I was interested in enjoying the Look. match. Basically, everyone gets um, busted open apart from Elix. Yeah, there's just, some handcuffs just, just... at the beginning. And what the do end. we think then? Yeah. Of the tag teams themselves, we'll start with James, Chris Harris, and James Storm. What do we think of those two as a pairing? They were quite good, weren't they? But it was because yeah. they were the when I was kind of sort of trying to get into TNA ages ago when it was on like the wrestling channel. They were like the, the two, weren't they? And then obviously there was a, it was a big deal when Chris Harris went to WWE. Yeah, and he flopped, didn't he? Braden Walker. He 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 had like a month on ECW, and then we just never saw him again. I don't really think we saw him. He, signed he was never January. the same again after that, was he? No, we signed in January 08 and was released in August 08. Yeah, I think he was only on TV for like a month of that. Like, literally, it might have been the August or July. And he, but he was just was, really out of shape when he got on. Although he looked it because the, the attire they put him in. It was July and he beat Hamando Strada. Yeah. And then um, he, he just looked out of shape and I was like, oh, fucking hell. But then he never, his career never seemed to recover. Whereas James Storm obviously started tagging with Bobby Roode and became beer money. Yeah, B and Money were great. ended up eclipsing America's Most Wanted in the end, didn't it? Like B and Money were on and off for a while. Yeah, like they they started off in 08, then split in eleven. So they were there as a tag team for three years. Which, apart from the New Day and maybe the Hardys, I can't remember sort of longevity of tag teams that have for that long. I mean, Edge and Christian as well back in the day, I guess, and the Dudleys. But other than that, Edge and Christian were together for years. Well, there we mm. go then. And what's that? That's well, that's three years, isn't it? But then yeah. they came back as well. What I mean to, is that not just a tribute to them too, as well as the tag team for being money at, the, at that point? Yeah, I think credit to James Stone for being into the best tag teams. Yeah, but... he, he obviously works better in a tag team than on his own, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think, I think about... James Stone, yeah, he was never a big star, was he? But he was a good tag team wrestler. Do you think same could be said about Christopher Daniels? Yes. It's been some of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah, yes, these guys, SCU. What else is he in? There wasn't another one. Yeah. Uh, Daniels, Daniels, Daniels. I ain't got him open. Let's have a look. He's tagged with loads of people. Though. Yeah, yes, he, yeah. He's one of them people that I think just does well in whatever he's put in as well, doesn't he? Great, um, One of the greatest of all time, I'd say. He's very underrated. He's mm-hmm. very underrated. Like I say, I, I feel as though WE should have tried to get him at some point. They, did. They, had, they had him in, they had him in developmental and... Um, Russo wanted him to be the higher power, didn't he? Right. Vince was like, uh, he's too small. Rest a couple, wrestled a couple of matches on Heat, as yeah. did AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, what I'm all meant is, once he'd established himself, 
Yeah. You know, like mm. that brought. He seems like the type of person who would end up. I don't think he will now because I think he's AW now, but I think but he's, he's the type of person who ends up being a coach in NXT now, I think. I'm yeah. quite glad he didn't go to WWE. Yeah. I don't think he would have made it. I think he'd be one where he'd be lamenting his release, his early release, to be honest. Nothing because of his performance, just because I don't think they would have got him. No, I don't think they would have. Oh, I do have like a, yeah, a series of really good they, they, matches. They would have then... turned him into Curry Man permanently. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think he's, I think, again, he's very good. You've got three really, really good people in this, this match. I mean, he, Skipper as well, very good. Very, very oh, good. Yeah. I think he's very underrated as well as a performer. And well, it, it trained in the power plant. But his career only lasted 10 years, 99 to 2009. He's more than most of the big ones, don't it? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he was at, he was at WCW for a year. Then he was in WF, apparently. Really, uh, Skipper? Skipper made his debut, Alien's Invasion, a member of the Alliance. Um, and then he, oh, then he went to Heartland Wrestling Association, which was developmental for nine months and was released. Yeah. Um, and then ended up in TNA. In 2002 and left in 08. Yeah, so. there was um. So after the, the hurricane off the top, <laughs> which, oh, which was just insane, the fucking best spot because I was like, oh my god, he nailed it. And then Daniels did a an elbow drop off the top, but he, yeah. he looked very nervous to me. I thought compared to the fact that Elite Skipper just fucking ran up there. Um, and then there was like a big, uh, what do they call it? The one that Ross always gets annoyed by the bomb guy. You be a bit like a power bomb. Yeah, Tower like of a doom. Tower, Tower of Doom. Yeah, quadruple decker power bomb off the top as well. Uh, Daniels was at the top of there. Just having a look what what else he did. Um, so then Daniels gets him um, handcuffed to the um, ring post or to the cage. Yeah. Um, AMW win. How did how did they win? Is it just is there a finish a double team finisher involved? Yeah. What what's the finisher? The one where the jump off the. Did he jump off the cage off the turnbuckle for the leg drop, like a leg drop onto the... Yeah, there's the, the so powerbomb neckbreaker combo as well. Is, yeah. is one holding him sort of so he's like vertical? Yeah. And then the other, and then one does the leg drop. That's quite yeah. cool to be Triple fair. X did it at one point, didn't they? Yeah. I know I know what you mean. I know which finish. Was it there? Yeah, I think they used their finish, didn't they? Or something like that. Was Yeah, yeah. They had the story behind it, I think. Yeah. I know what you uh, mean. So uh, what, what, what were we in it, Aaron? Five stars. Ooh, is that your first five star? No, no, it's not. No, I, I, give, I give I give um, Christopher Daniels a, a five star match earlier, a few shows ago. Yes, yeah. uh, cage match against Lucha Brothers. And our big male gorilla versus uh, Snake and Pants got five yeah. stars as well. That's what, what, so what was what we're saying is, then Christopher Daniels is just the man. Well, yeah. it certainly five seems to be. Matches. I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying these. I'm, well, I'm keeping my impact plus. By the way, just, you know what? We'll, we'll yeah, do more of it. Yeah, I, I'm happy to do more of this if it's all like this. Yeah. Look, so, anything happen after the bell? Any closing promos, closing videos? Just a very sad spot with Triple X in the oh, ring. Yeah. Looking sad. Right, okay. So, just as a follow-up to this, then, at uh, the next month, you have Elite Skipper versus Sanjay Dutt. And Christopher Daniels isn't on the card. So whether he went to have mm. a bit of time away, I don't know. Well, he used to spend some time in Japan, didn't he? That's how he got it all. He's an old courier man persona, isn't it? I'm just trying to have a look at what actually went on. This was our four. There's nothing really on Wikipedia apart from 2004. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it, uh, he might have done some stuff in Ring of Honor maybe as well. Yeah, because I guess if he was if he was in Japan, 
and this was December, then they would have had a January 4th show, wouldn't they? So he might have gone over there and did a bit. Yeah, I think he but, went to Ring of Honor in summer of 2005, yeah. so whether he whether he's somewhat gone on or not behind the stage, I don't know. But I, I like to use Skipper as well. What I saw of him in the wrong pay-per-view, I thought he looked very good. <laughs> um, I think what I think is, when you look at the card, there's some big names on there and some underrated talents as well that maybe don't get the recognition that they deserve. No, I, I would I would agree with that. I thought yeah. it was just it was just a solid. I, I really wish TNA had made it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we've got AEW now, haven't we? But it just felt it felt different. It did TNA and at I, times, other than the stupid pin stuff, which actually was quite hilarious at the end. But the thing is, uh, <laughs> but, I think yeah. the thing is, from what you've told me, it actually sounds funny. It sounds like it breaks it up in quite a nice way. Where it's not, yes, it's ridiculous, but. There's enough of it for it not for it to be funny. I guess the difference as well and, was it wasn't the top stars doing it. Yes, because yeah. so it wasn't like you don't have I mean, Daniels and Christopher. Yeah, you don't there were just Christopher Daniels and Eat Skip. It wasn't like fucking Kevin Nash dressed up as Vincent Mann or you know what I mean. Like it yeah, was just yeah. just a, a, a daft skit, which I guess makes a difference. The, the thing is, like I say, it's one of them things by the sounds of it that they, they did it right. They didn't do it too much. They didn't do it too little. And yes, it was funny, but it broke up the wrestling in between it just gave you that little bit of a break in between the matches to get mm-hmm. you just to give you a little bit of a rest because from what we've talked about tonight there's there sounds like there's been a lot of high flying action and you need a bit of a rest don't you in between those sort of matches and it sounds like this was a perfect mix for it yes yeah. no, I, I, I really enjoy i really enjoyed this yeah it was like a good wcw show actually yeah but the main event was just you know, WCW, the main event would have been the match before. Yeah, um, I was, was going to... slow moving old guy match, wouldn't it? But it's kind of cool that on. they put this, this match at last. I say, one thing I picked up on when we do WCW, the main event is always one star because it's just <laughs> always the pits. It's always the absolute pit. No, that's just Dave like, Meltzer not knowing what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. You, where is that? Well, I think it's, it, doesn't match Dave, it, it doesn't match Dave's style, does it? No. Yeah. But yeah. it's quite nice for them to finish on something... Where it's quite high flying, and it again yeah. it leaves you with a nice buzz, doesn't it? It was like an NXT takeover style yes. main event yeah. sort of thing, like you know when they tag matches and stuff up in the end. It was like it was like that. It was just wasn't necessarily the biggest match going into it, but it was just the, they knew it was going to be the best match. So it's like yeah, let's put it on last. So be fair, I'd have taken that or the Sabian PE yeah. match as so the main event. Which one's your match of the night then? <sighs> main event for me. Main event, for me. yeah. yeah. But very close. Exhibition title match was very close, yeah. As and well said, um, the, the six man tag that was very close as well. Not West, quite up to the standard of them two, but yeah. Worst match of the night. Oh, that fucking Johnny B. Bad tag match. Yeah. It was just right. Okay. Just, uh, God. See, I think actually quite... the best match of the night was Vincent Rand versus the. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> See, I think it's quite nice that you've got a few candidates for best match of the night, and you're not struggling to think of one, and you've got one in mind for your worst match of the night, and again, you're not struggling you, that you. You want to struggle to think of a worst match tonight, but it's good that you've only got one rather than you could pick a few because sometimes mm-hmm. we do get yeah. those sort of things, don't we? And then you struggle to pick a match. It was a nice number so. of matches as well for because it was a free, full three-hour show. Yeah. But it was a nice number of matches. Like I and would it, appreciate an odd short match because I, I do like the whole, not necessarily squash, but you know, like a, a Brock Goldberg five minutes high intensity is over kind of thing. We could have done that. Yeah. Like Johnny, Johnny B. Bad match. Yeah, I do appreciate some of those type of matches, but it was it was good. So if we're going to give it an overall rating, what are we saying? Lou, you go first. Well, backstage skits included, I think it's got to be a solid 11 out of 10 for me. Outstanding. Backstage skits not included? 
Uh, probably like a, I'll give it, still give it like a seven, no, an eight. Let's give it an eight out of ten. I'm feeling generous. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, Aaron, I, Aaron. Thought I, I thought I was being like too generous. I, I was going to go solid eight and a half. Yeah. To be fair, it sounds from it sounds like you both enjoyed it, and that's what you want from a wrestling show, isn't it? It was just, it was that, just that's I, what you I, want. I like a bit of this old school TNA. It was just, it felt different, didn't it? It felt very. Mm. I think very different is, from because I know we cover a lot of WWE and WCW mainly. Yeah, well, I was going to say when you watch this a lot of WCW and WWE, it's got the same sort of build, hasn't it? Same sort of pace about it, and that everything's roughly in the same same thing, same yeah, sort of time. It felt like a, a, a genuine slots. alternative product, which I guess is like the the downside of when the, the, the Bischoff and Hogan era, whoever was in charge of that, they was that 2010. Yeah, it, it, it felt at that point. It just felt like a WWE, didn't it? Yes, to, to an extent. I think, I think a lot of people say that was the worst part of it, and that's what yeah. I enjoyed. I mean, it's that, enjoyable. Yeah. You watched a lot of it, didn't it? It didn't feel like an alternative. It felt like a very similar product to WWE's. Yeah. Whereas this just felt like, yeah, it was wrestling. But then the fucking Jeff Jarrett nonsense, which I could do without, it all felt like a different product, really. But it sounds like there wasn't over, overly Jeff Jarrett as well. If he had the balls, they would have made the X Division the main division. <laughs> just had that as like, where you wanted, I guess. There we go. Then on that note, X Division yeah. should have been the main thing on TNA. Yeah. yeah, it's different, right? That's what you need. That's what you want. That's why everyone talks about, though, isn't it? You know, when you look back at, if no you one thinks mentioned... all those classic Jeff Jarrett matches. I was going to say, if you mentioned TNA, everyone <laughs> talks about X Division. So you're right. Yeah. You are right. So with that in mind, then, gentlemen, where can we find you? Lou, you go first. You can find me at Lou Markham everywhere. Um, and you can also find me at twitch.tv forward slash restaurant on Wednesday, half 7-ish. Are we going to see the X Division? Well, we'll have our own uh, division, which is called the oh, Sex Division. Too obvious, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> y Y Division, the Chromosome Division. Yeah, <laughs> not the Y Division. <laughs> and Aaron, where can we find you? And you can find me at Frankenstein ninety one Twitter and Instagram. And you can Love find on. him tweeting at the wrestling round with the new Chromosome Division that's just being born right here, right now. And you can find me at Bell Nation everywhere. Thank you all for listening to this. We hope you have enjoyed TNA 10.04. I may have to go watch it now. That's good, yeah. Because it's been sold to me because I watched the wrong goddamn thing because I'm an idiot. <laughs> we Ross is nowhere to be seen. He's he's in trouble. He's in trouble, yeah. The prayers and thoughts for Ross. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you. What we do next week? The Virus Series 2001. Right, we'll see you next week for Survivor Series 2001, where we are just before the death of WCW. It's the end of the invasion it, angle. It's the it? end it's the of the invasion of angle. Sure is. So Make sure you watch right... the right one. Yes. If you see snakeskin pants, you've gone too far. You've watched That's the wrong fine. one again. That's fine. <laughs> so we are right at the end of the invasion, then. It is Team WWF versus Team Alliance. Who will come out on top? We'll have to find out next week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week for Survivor Series 2001. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.